And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portsign with you on a Thursday, almost noon. And boy, the Blue Jackets have had quite the summer. Allison Lucan's not with us this week. She's getting away for a while, like really away. Maybe she'll tell you more about that when she returns. And so I'm flying solo today, but not really, because we've got uh, Blue Jackets General Manager Yarmo Kekalainen joining us here momentarily. Um, the Blue Jackets have, as you, as you well know, if you're listening to this podcast, they have had a wild couple of weeks here. I mean, we, we kept saying it's going to be a crazy summer with lots of unpredictable stuff happening and kaboom, uh, since our last podcast, the, the, I think the big news in Blue Jackets land is a six year extension at 57.5. Five large for Zach Wierenski. Now, Zach Wierenski was the kid that was going to go to Detroit. Everybody knew this. Everybody said this, except, well, Zach Wierenski never said that. I always wondered how true that was. People seem to assume, well, he's from there. Well, there are lots of NHL guys from lots of NHL cities. They don't all play at home. In fact, most of them don't. Uh, Zach Wierenski watched the Blue Jackets uh, do their business this offseason, especially that Friday night of the NHL entry draft, which I think we may look back on as, as a real pivot point for the organization. Uh, he had a conversation with Brad Larson, the outlook of this organization, and he told the Blue Jackets, this is where I want to be. And I don't think if I think Blue Jackets fans will will properly recognize how huge 
that decision is. If you're not a Blue Jackets fan, uh, you may be surprised by Wierenski signing long-term, but you may also not appreciate just how meaningful that is. Lots of talk about, did they overpay for him? If I'm a Blue Jackets fan, the part of that contract that interests me most is the term, six years. Zach Wierenski gave up five years of UFA status to stay in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, that happened a day after Boone Jenner signed a four-year contract extension. We talked about that in the last podcast. Those two signings may represent um, the end of the bleeding of talent in Columbus. We'll have to see, but those are that's a big, big-time way for this organization to sort of change uh, the direction, stop the the uh, the tide, if you will. Um, so we'll get into all of that with Yarmo. Kekalainen. We also took uh, some questions via Twitter that he's agreed to answer. Uh, so that, that should be good. And uh, Yarmo's, Yarmo's uh, decompressing a bit, chilled a bit, played his first round of golf last week. Uh, I think we can say he's earned it because that this has been a, an intense uh, run of, of the offseason, one of the wildest in this franchise's history. Uh, so here we go. Yarmo Kekalainen. Uh, a bunch of questions from me, some questions from you. Appreciate all the input. Um, certainly appreciate Yarmo Kekalana joining us. And here was that conversation. Well, welcome our guest to the Front Nationwide podcast today, Yarmo Kekalana, general manager of the Blue Jackets. Uh, Yarmo, thanks for being here. Uh, appreciate it. I would imagine, well, tell me if I'm wrong. You're probably decompressing a little bit after what was a pretty wild stretch for this organization. Yeah. I even played my first round of golf all summer yesterday. Ah, and, uh, not very well, I might add, but but uh, it was it was nice to get out and, and relax a bit. Um, that was a wild stretch, and I, I think it it certainly didn't start with the draft on that Friday, July twenty first. But that's where it it intensified, or at least became public the moves that you were making. I, I look at the expansion draft on Wednesday, the 21st, the entry draft on the 23rd and 24th. You trade Jones, you trade Atkinson. Then free agencies a few days later, you sign Corrali, you get Jenner and Wierenski on these on huge extensions. Um, what was that 10-day stretch like for you? How intense was it? How exciting was it? And when you look back on it, how enjoyable was it how proud are you of what you were able to accomplish in that window it was exciting it was it was intense it was uh, a lot of meetings a lot of thought put into every move that we made um, just just came to a conclusion that we had to make some tough changes and and involved some players that have been here for a long time been a big part of our success but uh, as I've mentioned before, we didn't have a parade here. That's the goal, and we had to make make those changes in order to uh, start building the right way and and get towards our uh, ultimate goal. How tough is it to move on some of these players? I know Seth Jones was a was its own situation, and I think even Felino and Savard people would look at those and recognize the how sensible and obvious those trades were. How I guess specifically then Cam Atkinson. How tough is a trade like that for a player who has been here for a long time, who has stated his love of this city? How difficult was that trade in particular? 
Yeah, it's very difficult because because you you care about the players on the personal level too. He's done so many good things, not just only on only on the ice, but off the ice as well. In a big part of the community, and he's got a great family, and, and uh, well, we love him. So it's it's tough tough to make those moves. But at the end of the day, my job's to try to improve the hockey team, make some changes that are needed in in our opinion to. Uh, get towards the ultimate goal as i said so um mm-hmm. yeah, while it is tough sometimes it is necessary yeah and that was specifically you needed playmaking in your top six you had you had plenty of shooters almost an imbalance of shooters versus playmakers is that fair yeah yeah we felt that we had a lot of similar players right-handed shots that are shooters mostly and um you know the um Importance of playmaking, driving the play, as we call it, normally comes mostly from the center iceman. We've been uh, uh, struggling to put together the uh, the top of the lineup in, in in that category. I think Jack Roslovic's trending the right way uh, after he came over uh, in, in the trade. But um, you know, driving the play and making plays and passing the puck can come from the wings too. And... and um, Jake Boracek's one of the best of them in the league. I think he has like six most assists in the league in the past five or six years. I, I don't remember exactly what the stat was that we were talking about a lot. But, you know, when we had Panarin here, he played wing, but he plays like a center when we when the team has the puck. So driving the play, making plays can come from, from a lot of different positions. I think one of our strengths has always been coming out of our own zone uh, with, with the mobile and uh, defense that can move the puck and, Quickly in the transition, I think we got away from it a little bit last year, and that's why we made a couple of changes there too. You and I have talked about this before, but I, I'm fascinated by the topic. You you can want to do a lot of things. It doesn't mean you're going to be able to do them as quickly as you want to do them, or even be able to do them at all. I, I think things you need some luck with this, and you you need things to fall into place for you. And I look specifically at the trade with Jones Chicago. Um, there were a limited number of teams that Jones was apparently willing to sign with long-term. And it just so happens that Chicago is, they also the first round pick that is the exact right spot that you needed to be to draft a player in this draft that you, by all accounts, coveted in Cole Sillinger. Did, when you started to piece together some of the things you want, did, did it feel like things were falling to you in a way that sort of aided what you wanted to do. In other words, obviously you're, you're doing all of the work, but you need some, some fortune. You need some bounces here. Did it feel like things just aligned for you on that Friday night in a special way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, people always talk about, and I, I get emails and, and uh, friendly suggestions that go, go get a number one center. Well, they're, they're not available through trades and very seldom available through free agency as well. So when we had the uh, the fifth overall pick, we felt that we were in a good position to uh, to get a potential number one center for our future. And we also thought that we have a really good chance of getting Cole Sillinger at 12. And, and uh, I think both players can be good centers in the National Hockey League. And if, if, if one of them ends up playing on the wing, I think they can both drive the play as I just talked about. Mm-hmm. They can make plays. They have good hockey sense. They they uh they have ability to get to the uh, uh 
middle of the ice to score goals, great offense. And, and uh, you know, we, we really felt confident, although nervous from sixth pick to 11th, that, that uh, sure. we're going to get both of those players. And, and when we did, it was, uh, we, we felt like it was a home run for us. Um, both of those players are, were very high on our list and, and um, we like them a lot for many different reasons. And, and while they can both create offense, I think they're two different players, which gives us a nice mix too, where, where Ken Johnson is a highly skilled playmaking uh, offensive talent and Cole Zillinger can produce uh, offense as well, but plays a different way. And I always call he plays the game the right way. He plays physical, he plays hard. He's hard to play against and, and um, you know, at the same time creates a lot of offense, which is, Saw a little little glimpse of that when he scored four goals in the uh, Team Canada scrimmage. Yeah, how about that? Um, and you just referenced this a little bit. Ross Levick is seems to be headed in the right direction. Um, but when you look at this, at, at your team as currently put together, I think most would agree that there's, if not softness, there's at least a question mark down the middle. Is, is the ultimate fix for that? spot going to be Johnson and Sillinger. In other words, I don't think you're probably going to wait long for those two guys to be in the NHL. Sillinger's going to come to camp with a decent with a he'll get a look at, at camp this year. Is that where the fix is going to come down the middle? In other words, are you still looking outside the organization for help or is it at this point waiting on those two? Well I believe in Jack Russell. I think that he, he when he played first year um uh, full-time in that position as a center iceman with us last year, he went through some, um, some learning lessons, um, especially on the defensive side of the puck, but at the same time he produced well offensively. And, and uh, we, you can clearly see the talent when we have the puck that he can make plays, he can drive the play. He's fast, he's quick and uh, he's elusive. So um, I, I think, the defensive part will come if you want to learn. If you want to do the work, you will learn. And he's he's a strong enough player to be able to play that position. He's got to get better in the faceoffs. He's doing a lot in the off season to study that that position with Mark Latestu as as our new uh, hmm. um, development coach addition to our staff. And and uh, not too many guys do the uh, the defensive side better than Mark. So it's it's going to be some great video sessions going on this summer and. And Jack's aware of all, all those things. And so he wants to learn. He wants to get better. He wants to get stronger um, defensively. But but he, he is gifted offensively, and, and he's got that going for him. And now it's up to him to do the work to uh, to route up his game. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take our time with, with the two young gentlemen that we drafted this summer. Their play and their development will tell us when they're ready. We're not going to rush them. Um, uh, you know, we, we've always taken that. Same approach, whether it was Pierre-Luc Dubois here in his first camp and people were frustrated that we sent him back to junior. Your play and, and your mental maturity will tell us when you're ready to, to play. And that's our job to put those kids in the right place at the right time to, to make sure that they, they have uh, an opportunity to succeed rather than fail. So um, that's an interesting process, um, but but cannot be rushed. You have to be patient with it and you have to make sure that they're ready. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yarma, what does a line with Ross Levick in between line A and Voracek look like to you? Is that is that on paper a possibility? Yeah, I'll leave those combinations to uh, Brad Larson and his staff. You know, I'm in those conversations uh, every day when we get to it, and I'll give my own opinions, but it ultimately the coach's decision who to play with who. But, um, you know, there's there's a um, there's a lot of options now for playmaking ability to to um, team up with our shooters, and, and, and that's a good thing because, because those shooters like uh, – Bemstrom has shown some glimpses of it. Bjorkstrand certainly established himself as, as one of the top shooters in the league. And, um, and, and Line had a tough year, but, but it, the, um, the statistics in his career are pretty clear how, how he can put the puck in the net. So we just got to be able to make sure that we have the right chemistry in different lines, the right, right roles in them so that they, they can be complete as far as playing on both sides of the puck. And, and make sure that the uh, the gifted players that we have uh, play to their strengths and produce. And if I were to wonder, if not Roslovic on that top line, who's your other choice? Well, there's, you know, Alexander Texier is taking right steps. Max Domi uh, played much better towards the end of the year. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, adding Sean Corrali into our center mix with, with Boone Jenner will give us a lot of... Um, very reliable matchups against the uh, the other teams' uh, heavy top lines with guys that can play really well on the defensive side of the puck. So, you know, matchups are a big thing too in the NHL, where you where you get the right right matchups and and uh, people will get a lot more opportunities to play to their strengths. But the um, depth depth looks pretty good to me. I think that that that's going to be a key too, where you can roll four lines and and expect every one of them to. Uh, have some production and the ability to play against uh, anybody in the league. So um, while we may not still have the clear number one center qualified in the national hockey league, um, I think we're trending towards that. And, and um, we have a lot of possibilities and, and good young talent growing in our system. So we'll get there. Uh, you had two defensemen in the, in the Jones trade to Chicago. Adam Bokvist comes directly back from Chicago and Jake Bean is uh, acquired from Carolina. You flip a second round pick to them. Was Bean on your radar as a as a player available before he was exposed in the expansion draft, or did that show Carolina's cards to an extent? They 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 were in a tough position this year. They had no way around it. They had to expose somebody that that was in their lineup and pretty good. They have a good team. You know, we had a similar problem 
in the Vegas uh, expansion right. draft. And then sometimes there's just no way around it. The other teams are in a situation where they can't add a player that they have to protect because they need the protection of their own. And uh, so we've done our homework with, with the players that may or may not be exposed. And, and uh, But we were not really in a position to make those trades before expansion draft because we had our own problems and, and uh, we needed to protect those players. So once right. he became available after, uh, you know, we, uh, we'd been interested in, in Jake Bean ever since he, his draft year. He was very high on our list that, that time and, and uh, he's a perfect example of a guy who's taking a little bit of time to mature. He's had excellent numbers in the American League off the charts. As a matter of fact, when you, you look at the defensemen in that league and their production at that age, won the championship there, then, then made the team this year and played regularly uh, towards the end with the, uh, with the Carolina Hurricanes that are a very strong team, ran their number two power play, and, and I think he's just is starting to pop. So um, we were very excited to add him because he, he brings us that, that mobility and puck moving ability that we were looking for, the transition game and, and a power play option. So uh, I think he'll be a great addition. And you've got, we talked about the, the, the question mark down the, the middle at center. You look at the right side of your defense, the left side looks, by all accounts, very, very good. How, how big a challenge is sort of the depth chart on that right? side you got a lot of names and a lot of candidates but in terms of having two top four guys how do you think that might fall at the state well, I, I think the players will have a great opportunity to compete for those positions that you got Zach Wierenski who will obviously <coughs> excuse me have a big role this year and, and has had a huge role in the past too but now he's clearly our number one defenseman Adam Boquist played regular and, and produced very well for Chicago Blackhawks Last year, and, and he's offensively very gifted. You got uh, Vladi Gavrikov, who, who will bring that size and strength, and and he can play both sides. He's he's played right side, he's played left side. Jake Bean has played both left and right side. And you got Andrew Peak, who we have very high hopes for, and he's just scratching the surface. He's a six foot three defenseman, right-handed shot, who can who can uh, move the puck, and he's very mobile and competitive. And and now now you get get to guys like um, Dean Kukan and, and Scott Harrington and, and Gabriel Carlson, who have been patiently awaiting to have a, a real good opportunity to stay in the lineup full time. So we're going to, we're going to leave it up to those guys to, uh, to show us that who belongs in top six and, and it's going to be a tough competition. You mentioned Wierenski, how big of a message, how important was it? to sign Jenner to a four-year extension and then Wierenski to a six-year extension. Wierenski gives up five years of UFA status. You talk about people committing to Columbus. I think that might be that might be the, the most UFA years a player has ever signed away in, in a contract in Columbus. I'd have to check on that. But how important were those, those two contracts and what does that say? It's huge. And, and both those guys love Columbus and, and they're committed to 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 our plan and, and, um, they believe in it, in it. Um, it's, um, uh, you know, I've said this many times that it's, uh, it's been a disappointing, uh, perception that we have that, that there's something wrong with this place or this organization or with our team. We've done a lot of winning. I've said this many times that we made the playoffs four times. So it's not like we haven't been competitive. 
it's a great city. We have a great setup here. Passionate as passionate sports hockey fans as you can ever get in, in Columbus. And anybody that that was in the stands here during the playoff games or regular season games can uh, for sure swear by that. So I think we just had a, a, an unlucky chain of events with with certain players that had their mindset that that they're going to go somewhere else, and, and you know you got to respect that too. It's it's their one time choice in life that comes at a certain point of your career, and if you don't use it to your advantage, then you you might never get that opportunity again. And and they decided to go somewhere where they uh, their hearts desired, and and uh, we wish them luck, but but. It really wasn't, and it's unfair to say that, that there was something wrong with the city of Columbus or, or or the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I think the commitment from these two players that are that are considered, you know, really really good NHL players, but also great character people and and teammates and leaders, that they showed the commitment to to our club and, and the city. I think it speaks volumes for for itself and and uh, sort of in a huge way uh, helps us move move away from this perception that's totally wrong. Yeah. And so you may have just answered this, but I, I look at, at Johnson and Sillinger and, and Kuhlemans, and I just spoke to Kuhlemans about this uh, a couple of days ago. He said that the three of them, both out of Team Canada camp, have had conversations together about how cool it will be in Columbus to to, to grow up and play there and and be players together at that next level. Have you taken any steps? Has there been any sort of internal audit? I know you're redoing the dressing room. Anything beyond that in a way to make sure that you keep this next wave of talent, make this a place that, that they don't look elsewhere or some of those things you can't control, as you mentioned, but keep these guys here and make them desire to be here long term. We're looking at everything for sure. You, you can you can. Be assured that we've done an internal edit on, on what what can we do better. That's why we had that leadership meeting um, after the season. We've continued that that dialogue with with the leaders of our club to make sure that, that uh, you know we listen most of all to to uh, what can we do better. We ask that question every year in the exit meetings during the year when we when we have individual or team meetings. We ask them, you know. Don't be afraid to let us know if we can do something better to make sure that there are no excuses so that the guys can just concentrate on playing and concentrate on their job, knowing that the organization will take care of all the rest so that their their mind can be fully invested 100% in, in just doing their job and getting better every day. And that that's why we've, we've done some things in the offseason now that, that uh, allows that. And and gives gives our players a better opportunity to uh, excel at, at the highest level in the National Hockey League. Yeah, how do you think this coaching staff that you've hired aligns with some of the moves that you've made this offseason? This this seems like a very energetic teaching coaching staff. Does it align with 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 the players the changes you've made in terms of player personnel? I think it aligns perfectly. I think uh, I'm really excited about our coaching staff. You know, I've I've seen them in action already with with uh, with many different things, and starting from um, how Brad Larson handled the unfortunate events that that our organization 
had in the beginning of July, uh, mm-hmm. how he handled the meetings with with different individuals, including Zach Wierenski, and and uh, it was a big part of of, of convincing Jack, Zach to uh, to um, extend with us and, and stay with us, and, and um, you know I. I I was so impressed with Pascal when we interviewed him for the head coaching position that as soon as we uh, decided that we were going to go with uh, Brad Larson as our head coach, we started the conversations with Pascal to to join us uh, in in different capacity, and, and we're lucky to uh, to get him uh, to commit to that. And, and um, Sylvain is is a, is a player who has so much experience as a player. That I think it brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to to our young players of how to be a pro and how to uh, how to prepare and and how how to get through the battles of of becoming a Stanley Cup champion that he is and um, you know those, those different elements of of these three coaches I, I think they align perfectly together I think they have great chemistry already. And I think that was a big part of uh, Brad Larson's philosophy, putting together the right kind of staff. We never forced him to hire either one of these 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 coaches that that are on his staff, the new coaches. He was um, he was fully committed to uh, to both choices, and, and were his his choices as much as they were ours. And. and um, so I think that's the best way to go. I, I don't believe in uh, a shoving an assistant or associate coach down the head coach's throat and say, here, 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 your assistants, uh, like it or not, and, and uh, make it work. That's that's not the right approach, in my opinion. So we worked on this together with Brad. And, and um, you know, it was fortunate that that we both agreed that these were the best choices. It's an, It's really difficult to put a time frame on the process that you've undertaken here in terms of taking a, a step back, moving some veterans out, compiling draft picks and, and young players. Um, but, and this kind of branches off the question I asked you earlier, but do you feel in any way, Yarmo, that you've cheated time this summer or that you've moved the clock maybe further ahead than, than some would have anticipated? Cause it feels, it feels to me like you've changed the mood of this organization dramatically given what people were expecting maybe at the end of last season has it moved forward quicker than and again who knows how players are going to develop and when they're going to develop but just in terms if you're the accomplishments what does it feel like right now as opposed to where you thought you might be at the end of last season well i don't really want to get into the uh the the schedule or the time frame of things i'd rather talk about the, the trying to build the team the right way in order to uh to win the Stanley Cup and the the team and the individuals will tell us when when we get close to that time or the window as we call it when we're ready to uh move all, all our chips in again we did that a couple of years ago when we felt that we had a pretty good chance and we'll do that again as soon as we get to that stage where we believe that okay we have an opportunity here to, to win the Stanley cup. That's, that's when we'll start pushing the uh, chips in the middle again, but, but uh, we're going to, we're going to have to grow here. We're going to have to build the right way and we're going to have to have a little bit of patience, which is not a word I like to use, but, but um, 
that's that's um, that's the process that that you can't avoid with the young players. You have to have to let them develop. You have to let them show and that they're ready to take on a, on a bigger role and and uh, that they can be core players on a team that can win the cup. And that's that's when you get to that stage when when you call that your window is open again and and uh, and we'll get there. But we'll do it the right way. But and uh, it might take a little bit of time. But we're not going to uh, rush it. We're not going to try to take any shortcuts because there aren't any. So we're going to keep building the right way and and uh, and get there. Jarma, we've got some questions from Twitter followers. Uh, the first comes from Hankster sixty one, which I'm going to guess is a Rick Nash uh, tribute there, the 61. Uh, is it a requirement that staff and players get vaccinated? And any idea what the percentage, this is my add-on to that, any idea what percentage of players and coaches on your team are vaxxed? It is highly recommended that that everybody gets vaccinated. And I don't want to get into the percentages, but but uh, I would say that there's, there's a uh, very high percentage that has done that so far. Um, did you see what the NFL did? Do you think the NHL could do anything similar to that? Yeah, I've been following all those rules, obviously, for the reasons of, of, of our own. And um, you know, I, I highly recommend everybody to do it. I've done it myself, my whole family. And, and I think it's the uh, it's a small part that we can all do to to make life better for for everybody that suffered because of the pandemic and lost their jobs and livelihoods and you know I've said this many times that lot, there are people in this world that take bullets to ensure our freedom and and way of life and and if our part is to take a vaccination we should do it yeah uh this question is from M Wood Cincy at M Wood Cincy what are your thoughts on losing nobody in the expansion draft that had to be nice yeah that, that was very nice, especially when we were able to sign Gavin Bayreuther again in the free agency and, and uh, our plan worked out. Uh, we took a bit of a risk there, but, um, but it worked out for us. And, and uh, the timing was much better this time for us than it was for the Vegas uh, expansion draft. We had more time to prepare for it. New, new from experience and the mistakes we made. So, um, yeah, it was it was. Uh, much better result of the expansion draft us this time around. Yeah, this question comes from Stet underscore Daddy. Stet Daddy. I got to be careful with these names. I don't know what I'm reading in some cases. Uh, what is the timeline for the organization's Russian prospects? So Tarasov, Chinakov, uh, Voronkov, Marchenko. Yeah, they're exciting prospects, that's for sure. We have Tarasov here, or we had him here at the end of the season, and he got his feet wet in the American League and played very well. We, we we think he's a, a great goalie prospect. It can be a number one goalie in the National Hockey League. Chinakov signed and he's coming to camp and he's excited and ready to go. Marchenko's got one more year left in, in the KHL and then, then he's coming over here. And, um, you know, he's he's had a lot of success already in the KHL, so he should be very close to to uh, not only making our team, but but making an impact when he arrives. And Voronkov is, is another player that we're really, really excited about. He's wearing a C in the preseason games for uh, his KHL team, Akbar Kazan, which is a, is a huge club in, in the KHL. And he's 20 years old. So that shows you the type of respect that he's getting from his, 
his teammates and, and the management and the coaching staff on his team played for Russia in the world championships already at that age. And he's just a, uh, just a, an unbelievable competitor um, with, with tremendous size. And, and I talked about playing the game the right way with Colt Sillinger. This guy is a beast. He's six foot four and can skate and make plays and, and plays hard. He's physical and tough. So uh, we can't wait to get all those guys uh, into the Blue Jackets uniform. And Voronkov is sentiment. Correct. Well, Yarmo, thanks for your time. I appreciate you doing this and enjoy the rest of your summer. Um, looking forward to the fall. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that was Yarmo Kekalainen of the Blue Jackets. Pretty good conversation. Thank you for the questions. Um, we're going to take a break from the front nationwide for just a few weeks. It's August. Things are quieting down a little bit. Uh, enjoy your summers. We'll be back with you in early September or as news allows if something totally unpredictable comes up but probably quiet for the next few weeks. Um, yeah, enjoy yourselves, and we'll talk to you in September when the season will just be, at that point, a couple weeks away. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the interaction, and we'll talk to you all soon.